What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kixing. I'm so fucking, so overdoing that, by the way. The whole what's up intro. I used to do that on my YouTube videos when I just started out. And I'd be like, what's up, guys? Fucking, it's your boy, Ange. And it was the cringiest shit in the fucking world. And I'm regretful of doing that ever. So, hey, guys. It's the Kicks and Giggles podcast. And that's what that's what this is. If you haven't figured that out yet, then you're a fucking moron. Um, I'm going to put some chapstick on right now because we all know that chapstick is a fucking scam and uh, I'm feeling drier than drier than fucking dry. Now this week, uh, today's episode, I didn't do a podcast question of the week, which I normally ask you guys something and then that gives us a topic to talk about. But I figured, you know, I can't just do fucking Q&As all the time. Like I, it's a lazy an easy way to do things, but we're not fucking, I'm not lazy today. Uh, normally I am, but I just figured let's give him a fucking Angelo's ADHD classic where I'm talking about 80 different topics and just kind of bullshitting. You know, I like to give a little bit of improv once in a while. Um, so I'm just going to tell you guys about my week because it was pretty fucking, it was pretty wild and it, well, just, well, okay. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys a story that happened earlier this week. Now, we all know that I'm a very sexual person. I watch porn and I admit to it, and I think 90% of people do. Um, people that watch porn that don't admit to it, by the way, you're fucking sketchy. And girls that finger themselves and then tell people that they don't or never have, that's also weird. I think, you know, we're all human beings, everybody does shit. That it, we all gotta fucking do that, you know? It's part of being a human being. You gotta masturbate sometimes. Unless you have a, like a husband, then I, you got someone to do it for you all the time. But we all know that I'm a sexual person, right? And uh, I follow a lot of porn stars on uh, Instagram, which is actually really bad. And before I tell the story, actually, um, following porn stars on Instagram is like such a fucking trigger to like go and masturbate because if I'm just like, usually my, okay, a year ago, my Instagram like feed when it was in chronological order and fucking normal would have been like sneakers that people were posting, you know, T Blake, Crystalia, Ron Funches, like just comedians, sneakerheads, yo auntie, um, just random. Like it was not 50% sneakers, 40% comedians, and then 10% like friends and girls that I like and all that. But um, recently, I started following a lot of porn stars on Instagram. And like, because yeah, like Instagram is fucking, you look at beautiful women on Instagram, that's part of what it is. That's why women post pictures of their fucking tits hanging out and all that. So it's a, it's a part of it. That's why Instagram models is a thing. But um, I, I don't know, but I don't really know where I'm going with this. Oh, um, the reason why it's a trigger is because when you're like just sitting in your room or like you're, I'm playing Fortnite or I'm just chilling or I'm off to eat even and I'm scrolling and then I see like Kendra Lust's fucking amazing ass spread open on Instagram. It's like such a trigger that like, okay, now I want to go beat off. But like I don't because I'm in a restaurant, but it's just a trigger. So for someone that's trying to not jerk off, Fucking unfollow every Instagram model or like whatever, if, if that triggers you at least, if like looking at a sexy ass woman on Instagram triggers you, um, unfollow them, you know, if you're part of the no fat movement, which I tried doing and it didn't work, obviously, but okay, so earlier this week, 
Cody Garbrandt posted the picture of me and him together, which was awesome, right? It was fucking awesome. Thank you, Cody. If you happen to ever hear this, um, I love you. You're a fucking awesome guy, and I appreciate you willing to help me out with some exposure. So he posted the picture, and it was like during the Instagram fucking downfall, which we all experienced. Instagram was down for a day, or it was like 16 hours total, and uh, everyone was losing their fucking shit. So during this Instagram, like being up and down and up and down within the day, Cody posted this picture, which kind of affected like the traffic that I was getting from it, I think, because normally an account with that many followers and like that many likes, I should have gotten a lot more people going to my page, but I still got plenty. I got like 20,000 people that visited my page, a few hundred followers, um, a lot more than I would have gotten from posting a random picture of myself. So I'm still very thankful for it. One of the people that followed me though was Kendra Lust and uh, I've been a fan of Kendra Lust for I don't even know how long. You guys know that I like MILFs. That's a big fucking, that's my number one category when it comes to uh, Pornhub is, or like whatever porn I'm watching. I'm always watching MILFs. That's usually what I'm watching. I don't get into fucking bondage. I don't get into like slapping the fuck out of a girl while she's like, I don't get into that. Um, but when it comes to like mature fucking category, I'm in. Um, and I've, I've probably, I've probably watched Kendra Lust porn videos since I was like 15 or 16, like years. Right. And so seeing her follow me, like was this, was this, was it. I fucking made it. If you don't know who Kendra Lust is, by the way, um, you probably don't watch porn, but here she is, beautiful. She's probably one of the sexiest women on the planet. And I'm not even just saying that because she followed me. Um, I've always, always thought that she was extremely attractive. Now, um, so she follows me and I'm fucking sweating and crying in tears of joy because I can't even believe that she followed me, right? And now I DM her and I said like, hey, if you ever need any sneaker, or I said, hey, I saw that you followed me. Thank you so much. If you ever need any sneakers, let me know. I'd love to hook you up. And she fucking messages back. And now, like three hours later, we're talking all day. She's telling me she wants to send me, not all day, but we're talking for a period of time that to me felt like all day. Um, And she was telling me she wants to send me like a care package with some of her merch and some other things that you guys are probably going to see soon. Um, And it was just a fucking unreal experience. And we're even planning on going out to eat when she comes here in summer, in the summer. So I fucking can't wait. Um, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I was feeling really like low confidence as fuck the past few months or like past month and a half. Um, and you guys know, I was talking to you guys about being depressed and stressed out and fucked up in my mind. And then the porn star that you like, okay, when it comes to porn stars, like if I had a girlfriend, right? Even when I had a girlfriend, I would still beat off once in a while. It was probably a lot less. But it still happened, right? So I have a girlfriend, but I still go online to watch porn, which to me makes sense. I feel like it's very normal. To some females out there, they might think that's fucked up. Um, But that's just how guys are. So guys beat off to women or guys uh, all the time. And um, for me, it was usually her videos or, I mean, I have a few other ones. It wasn't strictly Kendra Lust, but... It was her videos since I was younger. So the girl that could get me off, 
wasn't even my girlfriend sometimes. You get what I'm saying? And it wasn't, I couldn't get myself off unless I was watching a fucking porn video. And sometimes that porn video was Kendra Lost. My point is that, my voice is cracked. My point is that, like, this is like the fucking, this is my end all and be all right here. Because when my girlfriend wasn't with me, if I wasn't hooking up with chicks, I would go online, watch her video, and she got me off. You know what I mean? And now she is my friend. And that's fucking like, I don't even give a fuck about anything else. And I don't even care if no one ever listens to my podcast again, because I have made friends with my fucking favorite porn star in the world and the sexiest woman in the world. One of, one of, um, so yeah, I'm just fucking now I'm like happy as fuck. It's actually kind of fucked up how happy I am because of this little thing happening. Um, but man, I mean, it's just so cool. Like I've met my favorite comedian. I met my favorite, um, UFC fighter, favorite porn stars coming up this summer. I mean, and I'm not even like, I'm not even trying to like hint at anything. It's simply the fact that I'm going to get to meet her and hug her hello and fucking talk with her that that's cool enough. And I hope that she's going to be on the podcast. It's not confirmed yet. Um, I ran up by her and she said if she's free that maybe we can make it happen. So my fucking fingers are crossed for that. Um, you guys also know that I have Heather Vaughn, which is another porn star. She's actually a director um, and I think like a writer for like Brazzers or Reality Kings. One of those big uh, porn hub fucking websites, brands. I don't know how it works. Um, but Heather Vaughn is another one of my friends and soon to be customers and possibly she's going to be on the podcast as well. So if that's the fucking way that this podcast is going to go, like if that's the future of the podcast is that I'm going to get to like have porn stars on, then like, then it's going to be fucking great. I'm very excited to see where this shit goes because I could talk about sex. Like I could talk about sex with anyone, anytime, anywhere. I just fucking love talking about it. I think that it makes people uncomfortable in a weird way. Like some people might have not even heard, like some people might have heard me say the word masturbation in the beginning of this podcast and turned it off because they were like, I'm not listening to him talk about that. Kind of like my mom. But it's like, don't, you're fucking weird if you do that. Everyone has sex. Everyone loves it. It's a very relatable, personable thing. I don't know what the word personable means. Um, but everyone does it. So fucking let's talk about it. You know, let's not get, you're weird if you don't. Okay. That's it. Um, now here's what else happened during my week. I have been, okay. I met a girl from Tinder like three years ago and we've hooked up before and she's a good friend of mine. She's a huge supporter of everything that I do and I'm very thankful for her. And, um, I met this girl from Tinder and uh, we hooked up before. So when you hook up with someone, you get like, that's kind of like sets the fucking boundary of what you guys are. You know, she's in college. When she comes home, we hang out and we would hook up. We Before, we used to hook up. Now, in this world that I'm living in right now, I don't really care to have sex with girls right now. And I don't really care for hooking up. And I'm not really trying to do all that. I, I was sad for a while. So I would literally say, like, I just want to fucking, let's just cuddle. I need someone to fucking do this with. If you can't see what I'm doing because you're listening to the audio, I'm giving a hug. Um, I just needed someone to hug, you know? I needed someone to cuddle with and just keep me some company and let me know that I'm not that fucking alone. And literally, I'm not alone because there's someone else with me. So... 
she came over, was ready to fucking go, and I just couldn't do it. And uh, I, that was kind of shitty for her. So if you're listening to this, I apologize that I fucking, I was a letdown. I literally like just wanted to fucking cuddle. And uh, she drove pretty far. So she was kind of mad that we didn't fuck. And uh, that's just how life is sometimes. She's a girl that loves sex and very open about it. I'm the same way. But this time around, I was like, I can't fucking do it. It was like, it was almost like when you drink. Well, no, I mean, I guess I was like a little bit. But when you drink and you can't get hard, that fucking sucks. That's another reason why I don't drink at all um, is because like you just can't get into it. And I wasn't drinking at all and I don't drink, but... That's what I felt like. I just couldn't really like force myself to get fucking into it. Um, but yeah, dude, I've been, I, I didn't really plan on telling the story, but I, um, when I was younger, when I was like sophomore or junior, I think sophomore, um, I had a threesome kind of, and I couldn't like stay hard because I drank. And that was like the last time that was when I realized like, okay, fuck drinking because you can't like feel regular emotions like a threesome with two beautiful women. I couldn't get hard. Why? What the fuck is that about? Like why? I didn't even feel like that. That's not who I am. This is not who I am. Um, if I'm, if I'm with two girls and I can't get fucking into it and like, I don't know. That's fucked up. So that really was a buzzkill for me, and then I stopped drinking. And people that hook up when they're drunk, like the making out fucking part of it, like I think she, one of them was, I don't know, one of them was taller than me, and one of them was like about the same height as me. And uh, we tried to have like a three-way makeout. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw up a picture of fucking. You remember that episode in Jersey Shore, Ronnie Jersey Shore. Three-way kiss. I felt like Ronnie at this part, okay? I don't know if you guys watched Jersey Shore out there, but there was an episode, this is it, where Ronnie, like, cheated on fucking Sammy. Is that her name? He cheated on Sam, and it showed, you can't see it because of my fucking garbage lighting, but it showed Ronnie making out with two girls at the same time, and it was fucking awesome. So I felt like that, but the fact that I was drunk, my dick was like, ah, this isn't really that cool. Okay, well... And I'm trying to like get into it. And then I was like doing some shit with them and I was making sure that I was making them happy, but I couldn't get myself off um, or, and they couldn't either just because of a little bit of fucking vodka or whatever the fuck I had. So that was the last time that I, uh, I think that was the last time that I got drunk for sure, actually. Um, now, speaking of getting drunk, do you like how we've already talked about 17 different topics and it's only 15 minutes. This is how, like, let me know, honestly, let me know if you guys like these episodes better or worse than the, like, one topic fucking, or, like, two topic episodes, uh, because I like, I like doing this shit. This is, this is me podcasting at my fucking finest, in my opinion, but let me know if you guys like it or not, because maybe, like, I'm, I sound annoying, but speaking of drinking, uh, this weekend, I think this weekend was like St. Patrick. I don't know when the fuck St. Patrick's Day is. I don't know if it's on this Monday. I don't know if it already happened and people are celebrating. I don't fucking know. But St. Patrick's Day weekend was this weekend for Chicago. And they dye the fucking lake green or the pond, whatever the fuck is. I think it's the lake. They dye the lake green, obviously. 
and um, everyone goes there and gets fucked up. And uh, they have a big fucking big parade. And I think there's like shit that comes on a float. Like, you know, the gay pride parades when they have those things that are like, it's like a float and they have like the flag and all that. I think they do that with like leprechaun fucking guys. I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm guessing it's a parade. So that means that there has to be like floats that go around. But I live near a train station, very close to a train station. Okay. And at 5 a.m., all I hear is fucking, oh my god, did you drop your vodka? Holy shit, wait, the train's coming, we have to get out. And I just, people fucking, but that times a hundred. I wish I could edit this podcast, because I would duplicate that a thousand times and then play it. And that's what I heard, like, at 5 a.m. Just people fucking bitching, and guys that are like, babe, the train's coming, let's fucking go. And then the train's coming, and there's, I, I look out my window, there's like, not even, not exaggerating, at least 300 people in this fucking, like, little train station line. And they're coming, like, from their cars, running up to the train station. It's so fucking obnoxious. And now I go on my Snapchat, and I see all the kids from high school, or a majority of kids from high school that I grew up with, that are, like, 23, that are still going to the fucking parade. And it's just, it's just sickening. It really, like... In my opinion, um, if you, I'm, I'm very anti-party. I'm very anti-college. So this is my opinion. You don't have to agree with me because it's me. I'm saying it. You're not. Um, but I think that if you, I posted on my Snapchat story. I'm just gonna say it like this. I posted on my Snapchat story. I said, if you are going to the parade and you're 20 plus years old, you are a fucking loser. And then I said, stop. What did I say? Stop giving yourself excuses to party and start rethinking your your perspective on life. Um, and here's the reason why I said that. But before I tell you why I said that, <laughs> I have to show you guys. These are time slippers. Time slippers are one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Being a sneakerhead, I've worn Yeezys. I've worn Jordans. I've worn Nikes. I've fucking worn it all. And time slippers hold a fucking top three spot. No bullshit either. Like no bullshit. Uh, these hold a top three spot in the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. And a great thing about them is my feet are always fucking cold. I smoke cigarettes. Well, I used to smoke cigarettes and I still smoke a vape now. And part of a nicotine addiction is your hands get really cold and your feet get really cold. So I could be in my house in 70 fucking eight degree weather or temperature and I'm freezing my dick off. But with time slippers, I can wear them inside. They're comfortable enough to wear them inside, keep me warm. And if I have to run outside, I can do that and go fucking grab something outside because they got this thick rubber sole at the bottom. They're very, very comfortable. Italian genuine leather. They got the elastic uh, laces right here so you don't have to get on your knees and look like a bitch. Um, they also got two Velcro straps, one in the front and one in the back, like right at this heel tab. And which this fucking back like strap, I haven't really talked about it. It actually plays a big part in uh, like how comfortable the shoes are because sometimes I wear really thick Nike Elite socks and you with any other shoe that doesn't have this, you can't adjust like how tight it is around your heel. Like especially a Jordan 1 that's a high top Jordan, it's leather. You can tie them tighter, but the back heel part of your shoe, you can't adjust. So when I wear my thick socks, I can loosen this a little bit and I'm more comfortable 
And when I wear my thin socks, I fucking tighten it up. Time slippers, you guys killed it with these. This is the high top pair that I'm showing right now. They retail for 190 bucks. But since you're listening to the podcast right now, if you enter in the promo code K-I-X-N-G-I-G, is that what it is? Kicks and gigs. Oh, K-I-X-N-G-I-G-S. Um, it's one of the two. If you enter in kicks and gigs as a promo code, you will, you will get 20% off, which will save you almost 40 bucks. So that's fucking huge. Uh, thank you, Ryan, the founder of Time Slippers, for sponsoring this podcast. I appreciate you. And I, th- I thank you for seeing my fucking vision. Okay? Now, back to this story. The reason why I feel like... Um, it's you're a loser if you go to these parties. Now, if you're, I, sh- I said 20 and up, but what I really meant was like 20 to like 28, okay? If you're 45 and you fucking own your own home and you're going to the party with your friends to drink, that's different, okay? I understand that you're comfortable in your life and you can go have fun. That's like why I'm fighting this. Because in, in my opinion, I have been working, maybe not in a store, but I have been working since I was fucking 14. And whether it was selling shit in school or making phones or like customizing phones, go to my Instagram and scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see pictures of pink customized iPhones. And it was like the iPhone 4S and 3GS. And you'll see like a table full of like emptied out phones and like battery parts and shit. It was in 2013. I've been doing this shit, like putting work in for years, okay? And I was always different in high school. There was always people around me that looked at me like I was the fucking jag off and I just didn't fit in because my mind was on working and making money at such a young age and their mind was on like getting fucking, I don't know, straight A's and a 3.5 GPA, which is still good. I'm not shitting on it, but I'm just saying I was different. Um, So for me personally, growing up, being 17, 18, 19 years old in high school, seeing kids go downtown to the parade every fucking year since I was in eighth grade. Now, I went to the beach a few times and I I was not like against it completely. I had a time in high school where I was going to the beach and hanging out and hooking up on the beach and fucking drinking. I had that very small portion of my life where I did that. Um, So I know what it's like. I know the scene. I'm not just like some outsider that's like salty because he didn't get invited. I've been there. I've done it all. I've fucking been there, done that. And uh, I know that you just go down there and you drink and like people are hanging off of fucking street posts and like some girl that you knew lost her phone and she's drunk and she's crying and some guy fucking grabbed the chick's ass that shouldn't have and now he's a creepy fucking weirdo. So there's a lot of just like shit that happens that I don't want to deal with and 90% of the people are hammered. So uh, it's just not a very mature setting and I feel like even though I can be extremely immature sometimes, I feel like my mindset and my perspective on life is very mature. And my understanding of how legit you should take your life, I think, is very serious as well. I don't know why this picture of Tinder has been in the background this whole time. Let's fucking switch it up. Um, let's switch it up to fucking Geodude from Pokemon. Oh, you can't even see it. All right, we're going to go back to this. Anyways, um, I just... I just don't agree with partying. I think that if you're 20 years old or 21 or 22, you guys were living in a fucking place right now that be like having your own small business has never been more fucking probable and possible. 
Um, getting investors to give you fucking $20,000 is easier now than it ever has been. So starting your own company, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in college doing a fucking business class, like starting your own business has never been more possible and has never looked more fucking successful than now. Um, Shark Tank's been a thing, The Profit, all those TV shows that are based on small businesses getting their fucking shot. Uh, it's never been like, I, I don't know how to say it, but you get what I'm fucking saying. Um, I host a podcast. Being a content creator has never been more like enabled and fucking, I don't know, loved by people right now than it ever has been. There's a Emma Chamberlain is a YouTuber, which I'm a huge fan of, but she literally records herself like cooking stupid shit in her house and like driving around and just talking. And she has like 7 million fucking followers on or subscribers on YouTube and is making a ton of money just because she's a personality. So, and it's because she's consistent and puts shit out there and makes videos and like does the fucking thing you have to do to be successful right now. So it's not hard. Well, it's hard to make money, but it's not hard to like, I don't know. It's hard but it's not hard at the same time. It's a lot easier now to become a YouTuber than it was 10 years ago when YouTube was barely a fucking thing. That's basically what I'm saying. So for me, I'm sitting at home every fucking week and thinking, I do a lot of thinking because I don't really know where I'm going yet, but I think a lot. I write a lot. I read a lot of shit online. I watch a lot of motivational, like fucking Gary V style videos that I could get in the right mindset of what I'm trying to do. Um, I read a lot about being self-aware. I try to figure out who the fuck I am. I work on myself a lot all throughout the week. And for me to see kids that are my age that have been going to these parades for years, like still going to the parades uh, and getting fucked up. And then like the next week they're posting on their Snapchat saying how fucking hard life is and how pissed off they are that they can't get a job or they're getting high all the time and they seem very sad. Like you're doing it to your fucking self, man or woman. Like that's, what do you fucking expect? If you're going to go out every weekend and you want to drink and you want to get fucked up and then you're complaining that you can't get a job or that you don't have a lot of money or that like shit's not going that well, you're feeling emotionally fucked up, like you're getting drunk or getting high every fucking weekend and partying and like that's your time to have fun. So yeah, when you're alone, you're not going to have fun at all. You're going to be depressed as shit because the only, you've already set the bar so high that's like if I don't have 80 people around me with a fucking strobe light and blasting loud music and a bottle of fucking alcohol... I'm not happy. So you, you've just fucked the wiring in your head. And uh, I think you need to work on rewiring your fucking system. That's all I'm saying. Now, I had a few people that came back to me and said, you know, like, you're an idiot. I don't agree with this. This is fucked up. I also had a lot of people that were like, preach, man. That's so fucking right. So it was very like both ends of the spectrum and I'm right in the fucking middle. Um... Well, I'm not really in the middle. I'm with the people that said yes. But I just feel like it's not, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I've worked since I was a kid. I've tr- I'm really, really trying to like make a name for myself. And I'm with this podcast, with what you're listening to right now, with Instagram, flying out to meet people, like that's what I'm doing. That's what my whole life is dedicated to. And I'm taking a risk. Because two years from now, nobody could give a fuck about what, like, 
it might not work, you know? People might stop giving a fuck about sneakers. I might not get shout outs that I need. I might waste money and go take these trips and then I don't end up meeting the people. Like everything I do is a risk, but it's for the chance of being successful. So if you don't have that, then don't complain about not being successful. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I, I don't know, that's, that's all I'm saying, really. I guess that's the fucking point. I think that if you party, and you're young. And here's the the flip side is if you are partying and you fucking love doing that and like that's how you have fun, that's fine. But you're only going to get you can only get so fucking far doing that. I'm sure you could get a good desk job or a fucking like maybe a teaching job or like some daily job that you do five days a week. And then on the weekends, yeah, go get fucked up and party. Like that is a lifestyle I understand. And that's how some people want to live their lives. I just think it's, it's extremely contradicting to do that and then complain because your fucking SoundCloud page isn't breaking up or blowing up yet, you know? So it's, it's kind of more geared towards the people that want to be successful, but are also fucking partying and getting fucked up. Those people are losers if you're still partying and then complaining. Um, I guess I wanted to clarify that. I don't really know why. But yeah, I also want to know if you guys are listening still. Uh, what do you think is the age that people should stop partying? Or do you think that you should be all work, no play? Or all work and some play? Or I don't know what the fucking saying is. Someone said to me, he said... Um, you have to work and play or something like that. I don't remember what the saying is, but it's okay. It was like work hard, play hard. That's what the saying is. Um, he was basically saying that like you can't be all work with no play is what this person messaged me. And I said, yes, you fucking can. Because if I am all work from age 18 to 28 and then I can play from 28 to fucking 70 or whenever I die, like why does it? Like, yes, you can be all work. Like, I'm going to eventually get to play once I have a house, once I have a nice car, once I have money to go do whatever the fuck I want. Like, that's why I'm doing this. Do you not, does that not like register with some people? If I can just put in all the work right now and get fucking rich or get enough money that I need uh, and get the house that I want and do all the things that I really want, now I have money, I have my career, I have my fucking shit settled. And now I could go fucking hook up and go on beaches and go fucking buy a yacht or what? I wouldn't buy a yacht. Fuck no. Um, but some of you guys might be able to go buy a yacht and do whatever the fuck you want. And then you can play from 28 to 70 years old. That's just how it is. Maybe that's what comes from watching too many Gary Vee videos when you're young. But um, that's like how I, that's just how I think life is. I just like, I don't think that I should have like days where I'm working, days where I'm having fun. Every single week. I don't do that. Um, so that's that. And I also want to give a big shout out to my friend Mac, Matt Paxton. Um, he called me this week. If you don't know who he, who he is, he hosts the show called Hoarders. That's this picture in the background. Um, Hoarders is a... It's I think it's a show on a and &E. I don't even pay attention to what fucking network it's on because I'm so involved in what these fucking idiots are doing with the shit that they have in their house they that hoarding is like when you just have tons of garbage and like you can't get rid of it but you're you can get rid of it you're just choosing not to i think there's a psychological thing that's like it has to do with being very lonely so you feel like you have to fill the space in your house with like garbage and just like buying stupid shit and then leaving it there the show is really interesting um it's like 
it's you guys should go watch it if you haven't already. But it definitely is like a huge fucking show. So I don't think I need to tell you guys what it is. I think everyone knows what Hoarders is. But the host, Matt Paxton, called me this week and we had an awesome conversation. And uh, he's just supported me since fucking day one. Um, he's always messaging me saying you're killing it. And like, I don't know, he's just a fucking great guy. And I had an awesome conversation with him this week. He said to me, he said, you're a star. People just don't know it yet. And that fucking hit me right in my heart. Um, that was deep. Uh, so thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you giving me your time and your support. And he was kind of right, guys. You fucking, people don't know it yet. Maybe we have something here. There's a few hundred of you guys that listen. And I thank you all. But if you don't mind... Just don't mind. Tell one person today about this episode if you enjoyed it. And that could, that alone could dupli- like duplicate my fucking following on uh, my podcast, which will help me in the long run. If you're a supporter, I would really appreciate you sharing this podcast after. I don't really ask for that a lot, um, but this time I fucking am. So now I want to talk about shoes. Is that everything I wanted to talk about this week? Yeah, I think we're good. We covered... Uh, bits and pieces of 10 different fucking things. So this, the reason why I pulled up Geodude earlier, by the way, was because this Yeezy 700, it's called Geode came out, or it didn't come out yet. Uh, The pictures released of them. They're releasing, I don't know, I think they're releasing in the summer or something like that, but it's a Yeezy 700 and it's fucking overdone. And it looks this, it looks like a mauve basically, but like a little bit less brown is how I'm going to explain it. I, I'm so, here's what su- sucks, okay? I'm so over talking about shoes because it's the same companies doing the same shit. Like, and that's what gets you guys interested. Like, you guys love to hear about Yeezys and shit, so I understand the hype around these shoes. But as, like, someone that's a sneakerhead, it's so annoying to be like, Yeezy released another black and gray fucking, like, it's so annoying. So I don't have a lot to say about this shoe. What I do have a lot to say about is these um, yellow toe retro ones, kind of. I think this is a shoe that is, we needed a black and yellow retro one. We did get that yellow oak, whatever the fuck was called, ochre yellow pack um, that came in like the Ace of Spades Jordan 1 pack that was the, it was a track red, there was a clay green, there was a blue moon, and then there was that yellow ochre, whatever the fuck, however you say that name. Um, And those were like underrated. Like they started out only going for like 250 to 350 bucks. I don't really know what the market is on now or now on those pairs, but the yellow on that pair was a little bit off. It wasn't vibrant. It wasn't like ice cream fucking yellow. It was just like an orangey, like faded fucking burnt yellow. And although I love those, I think this pair is going to be the pair that blows up. And I think it should be at least because there's not a lot of black and yellow retro ones, period, other than the fucking ugly ass. Let me pull these up. Uh, What are those called? Um, I think they're called the New Loves. Yeah, the New Loves. This is a black, yellow, and white retro. They're ugly as fuck. um, And they're suede. So black suede shoes on Jordans, like black suede on Jordans just doesn't work. Uh, But the yellow toes, they're hopefully going to be as good quality as the rookie of the years, if not like the same in that spectrum of the red toes and the rookie of the years. But I think these are dope. I think they will go for a lot, 
but we all know that my predictions aren't really the fucking best sometimes. I would say this shoe should go for four to 500 bucks, but we're just gonna see what happens with the market. Um, there's some retro threes that came out that are based on uh, an Air Max, that original Air Max one. That's like, I think it's called University Red. They made a retro three that's like a copy of it. And it's got the swoosh kind of like the GTHs. They're dope. I like that they did the multiple swooshes. I will say that. They give you a, like an elephant print option. They give you a red option. There's a 3M option. And then I think a gray. These are cool if you like Air Maxes. I personally don't. But I like that Jordan's at least trying to do something different rather than just colorways. Mix in something with an Air Max. They're also doing an SB collab that's like a Jordan 1 with SB on the tongue. And even though they look extremely similar already, I still appreciate the fact that they're giving this collab a shot. Um, I hope to see some like When Pigs Fly type of colorways or have them do like a suede retro one, but like that SB suede, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I hope they really squeeze something out of this because that could be dope. But what it looks like Jordan's doing this year, it looks like they're doing a lot of collabs and a lot of like, we're gonna do your shoe on our shoe. And if that's what they're doing, then I'm fucking all in. That's dope. Um, Fear of Gods that we talked about last week, a new woman's sneaker that is up to your fucking calf. I don't understand these. There's like, there's like all these new Air Maxes that are coming out for women, which is great. I fucking love the fact that they're making more shoes for women. They're giving the woman's sneaker spot a little push. That's good. But sometimes when it comes to Nike making women's sneakers, they try to like give it a heel or they try to give it like, make it look like a woman's, like a fancy woman's slipper or sneaker or whatever. Uh, and it, it just fucking fails. It just doesn't work. You can't really see what I'm talking about, but this one, you can't really see it. Oh no, this one right here, you can kind of see it. Uh, it just looks fucked. I don't even know what those are called. Nike, Nike box. I don't know. Um, so we got a lot of shit coming. This is a pair I have tried. These are the, these are women's pair. They're aqua eights. They're white aqua eights. And I believe these came out, I want to say 2007 or eight. I don't know for sure, but these came out a fucking minute ago, a fat minute ago. And I remember seeing Chris Brown wear these like years ago and thinking like, those are the fucking dopest shoe I've ever seen. And then looking them up online, it was Chris Brown or someone who wore them. And I looked them up online and they were like 700 bucks. And even now, if you look up the woman's white aqua eights, uh, a size 12, which is a men's 10 and a half, I think is still at like 450 or 500. So I'm super excited that these are releasing. I'm definitely gonna try to get my hands on these. They match my fucking eyes because they got that light blue in them. They're purple and yellow. They're kind of wild, but like I fuck with it. Um, those are big. I definitely want to get those. And oh, and these are coming out, which I'm so excited for. The Game of Thrones Ultra Boost collab. That's so sick. So there's a lot of people that might be like actually hyped for this. I think it's dumb. I think Ultra Boost are so fucking annoying now. It sucks because they're the most, one of the most comfortable. They're also in the top three most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. But uh, yeah, don't make a TV show based sneaker. You know, that's kind of obvious. And the KD12s. Uh, nothing to say about these. Hideous as fuck. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Sneaker News, for giving me this top stories of the week. I kind of like going through these once in a while, 
but a lot of the times I'm just already talking about them. So um, I don't know. Another thing is I just ordered, you guys might judge me, but last week I talked about them. These Balenciaga triple S's, I ordered them, okay? And uh, I, I paid, they retail at $9.95 out here in Chicago. And after tax, Chicago tax at least, it was like $1,035 to get these, but I got them for fucking $8.50 brand new. Or I actually got them for, yeah, $8.50 brand new or like $8.43 brand new shipped. And that was a fucking steal in my opinion. I was going to buy a used pair on GOAT, but GOAT has fucking sketchy shit that's used. And I'm warning you guys now, uh, GOAT, they don't know what they're doing when it comes to checking used sneakers. So I understand that they may be, they may sound like it's a steal. You might think like, holy shit, 200 bucks for a pair of Yeezys, that's unreal. But I have seen fake pairs go through GOAT and I've actually sold a pair to GOAT. That was fake that I didn't know and they accepted them anyways. I remember getting a pair of, I don't know, it's UNC's or something like that. UNC Off-White Retro Ones. Getting them, posting pictures of them of them online, and everyone was saying that they looked fake and they looked bad. I was actually doing a legit check on them. And then I realized that I sold them already on GOAT before I found out that they were fake. And I had already bought them, so I thought I was fucked out of the money. So I was like, oh my God, I just got scammed by this dude. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, if I got scammed, like, GOAT's just going to send them back and tell me that they're fake. I sent them to GOAT. GOAT checks them out and sends me my money. And... Even though it, it was like bittersweet because it was like, yeah, I got my money back. But at the same time, like what is that show for this the whole sneaker community? How many people are selling fakes to GOAT that are just getting through? How many people are buying fakes on GOAT? They guarantee authenticity, but they don't sell authentic shoes all the time. So it's very fucked. I wouldn't trust GOAT. Uh, when it comes to buying used sneakers, there was a pair of these Balenciagas that were used, and I think they were 600 bucks, which is a steal. But I just, I literally would rather pay 200 more and get the the pair that I know is legit with the receipt. That way, in the future, if I want to sell it, I know that they're legit. I know that I could get my money back. You know. So uh, I'm excited to try these out. I've worn them before, and I actually wasn't a big fan of them, but. Um, I, I just, I feel like I wore a 42, so I ordered a 43. I'll let you guys know. I can't wait to see those in hand and show them off on the camera. I think they're going to look dope. So, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Like I said before, please give a fucking, tell one buddy. If 500 people tell one person about this podcast and they start listening, then I have a thousand. I'm not asking you to post. I'm not asking you to shout me out. Just one guy, your fucking mom or your dad or your brother. Hey, Listen to this podcast. This kid's, a, this kid's dope. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I had a great time, and I hope you did too. Have a beautiful weekend, and uh, one final shout-out to fucking Geodude from uh, Pokemon. Now, where the fuck? How do I press? Okay, here we go. Bye, guys. <laughs>